morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, March 30th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bolger. We come to you three times a week to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we are going to be in the book of Psalms, but before we get to that discussion, let's begin with a word of prayer. Friends, our prayer today comes to us from the liturgy of our brothers and sisters in the Eastern Orthodox Church. Let us pray. O Heavenly King, Comforter, Spirit of truth, everywhere present and filling all things, treasury of blessings and giver of life, come, we pray, and abide in us. Cleanse us from every impurity and save our souls, for you are the only good. Amen. Amen. Our scripture today is Psalm 145, verses 10 through 13. Listen for a word from God. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power, to make known to all people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his deeds. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Brett, this passage speaks of God's kingdom in the same way that our passage from Monday spoke of Jesus bringing in the kingdom. What does it mean to speak of a kingdom or of God's kingdom? Yeah, you know, this is, uh, you know, we use this fancy word uh, in understanding scripture called hermeneutics. And essentially it's, you know, where do you start with? And so some people start with, you know, the socio-historical context, or some people start with what is what was the original author trying to get at? What did they think that they were writing about? Or you may start of, you know, what does this mean for us today? Uh, there's all these different starting points, and you can still look at all those things, but where you start is, is important. Uh, in, in your interpretation. And so this is one that's really interesting because uh, I think that the if you're in the camp of starting, what would the author nor- have been thinking? The kingdom that Jesus is talking about would be very different than what the psalmist is thinking about sure. in the kingdom of God. Uh, and so uh, I think it's really neat also that we can read backwards too. If we can, uh, for, for me, I, I start with the idea of who is God and the revelation of Jesus Christ on earth, um, that that is the lens in which I start reading all of scripture, of the incarnation uh, of, of God coming to earth in Jesus Christ. Um, and so, all that to say is a very long introduction, <laughs> that we can know about the kingdom of God from how Jesus talked about it, and then this can help illuminate that idea. So we know the kingdom of God in which Jesus speaks is one in which uh, like in Hannah's song in 1 Samuel, is the reversal of fortunes, of God bringing up the lowly uh, to places of, of exaltation, of bringing down the, pr- the proud uh, to places of humility, one of shalom, of perfect peace. Um, but there's also 
that is illuminated in this, that there's a power that comes from the Lord God, of when we are in the presence of God, uh, that the power of the creator of the universe exists. Uh, and I think, as we've talked about, you know, use the word dominion in here, your dominion endures forever, but it's not dominating. Um, if we think about, you know, we literally just talked about on, on Monday and looking at the passage that God consistently flips that dominating power on its head. Um, and instead, that strength is revealed in weakness, that life is revealed in death. Uh, and that is the kingdom of God and, and or part of it, you know. I'm still figuring out all the kingdom of God, right? Yeah. Well, you know me. I, I like to keep it super simple. And I totally agree that the psalmist most likely had something very different in mind from Jesus speaking in the praetorium with Pilate. However, I do think at its heart, God's kingdom is the reality that we all are able to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and that we would then live in a world where every human's um, will would line up with God's will. Mm-hmm. That's the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that kingdom is everlasting. Um, presumably death would be no more um, since death came into the world through sin. Um, but it's that idea of we are so rooted in who we are and who God is that we are able to use our agency and choice to make the world a place that God wants it to be fully. Mm-hmm. Think that's fair? Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. And that's, you know, uh, it's always it's always difficult to talk about God's kingdom, right? Because, you know, we talk about what you just said. Uh, and, you know, I've had people that when I've said something like that have said, you know, well, it doesn't feel like the world's any better. Like it doesn't feel like any, anything, anything, you know, that this has improved anything, um, which I feel is a short-sighted, view because uh i think that there has been uh much good done in the world because of the transformation of jesus christ and it's a difficult argument because you don't have the alternative right (laughs) of you can you can you don't know where it would be without this you know idea um but also the kingdom of god is something that has come in the death and resurrection but not of jesus christ but not fully uh that this it is uh, here, but not yet fully realized. And so it's something that we're continuing to participate in, looking forward to when it is fully realized, hoping for when it is fully realized, but participating in the work now. Yeah, I think we have to own that um, that our view of life and time is utterly different than God's. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a prayer that begins with um, gracious God before whom all generations rise and pass away. But I know just for some stuff I've been reading um, in the past week that there are places where we can pinpoint um, a change. So, for instance, um, during the Industrial Revolution, it was people of faith concerned about the working conditions of children that began agitating for change. Uh, In the same way, the Civil Rights Movement was... um, you know, brought about by people of color, but it was people of color who were rooted in their faith Mm -hmm. and who they should be. And so I totally get the cynicism of nothing changes, and I can certainly go down the path of the world is, you know, in a terrible place. But the truth is that there are also big turning points um, that took decades, centuries, but still were turning points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also um, 
you know, to that to that point. It, there is, um, I think, it's a fair way to acknowledge that the forces of um, evil in this world, and the forces of sin, and the forces of depravity, are very strong and powerful. Uh, I think that's absolutely true. Uh, I don't think they get the last word, and I don't think they're the end-all, be-all, and that's the hope of the kingdom of God, uh, is that we are continuing to work. And also, let's let's also name of the people working for the kingdom of God also heard it quite a bit. So. Totally, in our imperfection, <laughs> in our, in our unintended, imperfection. and sometimes intended. <laughs> yeah. I will say, just kind of my, my last aside about the kingdom, yeah. I do think that gr- we are called to grow in our faith, and when we grow in our faith, the kingdom always gets bigger, hmm. never smaller. Hmm. Love that. Uh, And just to one-up you, I'm going to close with a quote from Fred Rogers that you actually found. But anyways. It's all good. Whatever you need to do. If you you weren't paying attention to the past 10 minutes of our discussion, just really listen to this next quote. (laughs) (laughs) Fred Rogers says, I'm fairly convinced that the kingdom of God is for the brokenhearted. You write of powerlessness, join the club, we are not in control. God is. Um, Mark DeVries, I remember him saying once, um, blessed are you whose life is out of control because you have been alleviated of the illusion that you had any control to begin with. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, friends. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may God give you grace not to sell yourselves short. Grace to risk something big for something good. Grace to remember that the world is now too dangerous for anything but truth and too small for anything but love. So may God take your minds and think through them. May God take your lips and speak through them. May God take your hands and work through them. May God take your hearts and set them on fire. Amen. Amen. 